Good morning and welcome to another Baseball America Hot Sheet podcast. I'm Josh in North Carolina. That's Jeff in Massachusetts. Say hi, Jeff. Hey. Yeah, there you go. I said hi. You <laughs> said hey. Not following directions. Great start to the podcast. You will be admonished once this recording is turned off. But if I you're listening to this, Simon says. Well, he was, but Simon didn't say anything yet. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, if you're hearing this, you know, you're probably taking a look at the hot sheet for this week. Uh, got a lot of really good players, a lot of really top prospects, some some usual suspects, some unusual suspects, and uh, some not suspects at all who put together some incredible feats of strength. Uh, let's start r- right off the bat with Chandler Redmond, which, holy mother. Uh, it's one thing to hit four home runs in a game, but to hit uh, solo, two run, three run, and a grand slam is pretty darn impressive. You know, I was joking with with JJ that like, the only way that could get better is if one went to left, one went to center, one went to right, and the other was inside the park. Uh, it, that's the only way you won up that. He did. Was- he did actually. I watched the game. He he did actually go to left, center, and right. Yeah, he did. He stuck one inside he did, the he pole. He did spray it around the field. He did. He did. I just thought it was it was one of the yeah, – I'm just trying to think about a way that would be better. And the answer is five home runs because you might get five at-bats. But, you know, there's it, it's a momentous uh, accomplishment. And I think I saw a tweet where, like, it's only the second time where anyone can find that that's happened. Like, there's been four home run games in the minor leagues. I've seen yes. one. I. I saw Mike Ford do it. Oh, um, um, yeah, I've seen, I've been really blessed with a weird amount of things that I've seen in the minor leagues that would be on a lot of people's bucket lists. Um, but, you know, there's only two of them in recorded history. And then somewhere JJ Cooper is saying that we know of is yeah. a big stickler that you can't, somebody yeah. might have 1998. Done it. And it was actually uh, a Cardinals prospect at the double A level that did it the last time. Yeah, I somewhere JJ say, well, you can't you can't discount the 1875 Okeechobee beat yeah, eaters. They weren't they weren't yeah. hitting four home runs over the fence in a game, I don't think. Yeah, they they the didn't ball have... was like metal. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was just like playing the tennis ball in your backyard. Oh no, um, have you have you seen some of those old balls like legitimately in like Cooperstown? Like it looks metal. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, like he's He's justifiably toward the top top of the hot sheet this week. We try to keep it. I mean, I, when I do the picking, um, I try to keep it mostly like super top prospects um, or guys in the 30s. But like every so often, something like that jumps out. And yeah, Chandler's know, like, on the, the Cardinals 30. Actually, I'm, okay. I'm a Redmond fan. Like, uh, I'll right. say this about about his profile is he's just um, he's got a lot of power, and uh, the bats of ball skills aren't as bad as you might think. Um, He's sort of just like a, he's sort of just like a power donkey type, like, but he's not a bad hitter. And it's weird because he can play like, he can play like multiple positions. Like he can handle second a little bit, first base. Like he's not tremendous there, but he's not as bad as you would think based upon like the, the bigger 40, 40 year old man dad body that he has, but dad bod slugging, you know, gotta love it. That's, that's the thing. One of the things I really love about this game is that, there is no uh, body type that excludes you. I mean, you could be a rail thin guy. You could be a big, tall guy. You could be a short guy. You could be big and fat. You could 
be a lot of things. And if you can do certain stuff, you can find a place in this game. Like, it's, it's, it's not like, you know, you're not going to find a, a 5'7", 145-pound offensive lineman. Or yeah. uh, you're not going to find too many, I know there's some exceptions, really short NBA players. You're certainly not going to find a whole lot of big, fat NBA players. Hockey, uh, you're not going to find, well, I don't know if this is body type. You're not going to find anybody who doesn't know how to skate. So there's there's really you're not going to uh, find too many heavy guys in hockey either. There's yeah, a, I think a, I think just high think, level of physical fitness and conditioning. That I feel like that. even if you started uh, heavy, you'd you'd burn it off by the yeah, end of yeah, hockeying. I mean, like you're more or less sprinting for a minute, minute and a half, you know. And and wearing a sweater, you know, <laughs> you're sweating everything off. True, you're sweating to the goalies. Um, but in any case, uh, that's that's the thing. The dad bought aside. If you can match, you can match. You know, look at look at what the Mets acquired at the deadline. I mean, yeah, baby. Dan, you've got already people mocking up Dan Vogelbach on the cover of Vogue, V O G E. You know, that's Prince Fielder, Cecil Fielder, big boys who can mash. Uh, Jelly Donuts, a SWAT baby. I mean, this think guy about Babe, this guy Babe Ruth. Think about the two two of the purest hitters of our lifetimes: Tony Gwynn, Ichiro Suzuki. Draw me up two more differently physically yeah, structured man. gentlemen. Say, you could throw Vlad into that conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah, Vlad Senior, absolutely. And Vlad, uh, I would say Vlad Junior too. Well, you yeah, but those those are those two gentlemen have very different bodies as well. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, like, know, it, it, it comes Mike in all Trout. sizes. Baby. <laughs> Mike Trout body is, types. Mike, you know, you're not getting a whole lot of Brian Urlacher comps uh, anymore, like Trout got when he was coming through the minor leagues. Um, but anyway, that's a diversion that I didn't expect to take today. Let's no, move down. It's, we do it's a good diversion. Let's move down the list a little further, and uh, I'll talk about a guy I saw on Saturday, Andrew Painter. Um, wow. It's really not a whole lot left to say except wow. Like, this guy, he's in the top two or three pitchers I've seen all year, and if I really sat down and dissect it, and granted, I have not seen a lot of good pitching this year. Um, he might be number one. You know, Dylan Lesko is up there, and I don't often see a lot of draft guys, but he blew my doors off in the last start he made before t- uh, Tommy John. Um, Gavin Williams is up there, but I, I think Gavin Williams is a little trickier just because I didn't – I was there, but, but because of the nature of the backfield, I was walking back and forth and didn't really, like, sit and watch him most of the time. So I, I, I discovered how good he was on my own video later. Like, oh, wow, I missed a heck of a performance while I was watching Andrew Abbott car- carve against uh, Joey Votto. Uh, and then him and Dylan Lesko and there's one. Oh, uh, Seth Johnson, formerly of the Rays, traded to the Orioles. He was up there. But Painter was remarkable. First of all, a guy throwing seven innings in this day and age. I can't remember too many guys I've seen go seven innings uh and then just to have, be that size with that body control and that stuff is just outstanding dude is 19 years old he was in high school last year he's going to be in double a his next turn and as far as i know he will be the youngest player to throw a pitch in the eastern league this year uh jj cooper our our boss our benevolent leader recently updated the youngest players in each league list and there are no 19 year olds on the eastern league list i know there you know yuri perez is double a you know pitching at 19 and 
frankly, making one start at 18. But just to think about how far he's come in a year and to see a guy, you know, sitting 95, 96, touching eight when he needed it, really rationing it um, when he needed it, you know, flashing that really nasty slider that it's, it's not what you think of when you see a wipeout slider. It's not as hard as you'd expect it to be. It's a really big velocity separation from his fastball. Um, but as one observer pointed out to me, like it's a little bit of a roller at times, but he has such command that he can start it at certain points and let it roll into the quadrants of the strike zone that he wants, which is really impressive. There's a curveball in there too. And the changeup was pretty good in the few moments that he threw it. Um, but what really he he had he had the three Ps, power, pitchability, and poise. Um he I'll, I'll explain the last one. Greensboro, uh, their, their sound director did not do a great job of cutting off the music b- between pitches before Painter was ready to pitch. And he did not care. He got the ball. He was ready to go. It was like as if the, he could have pitched that game if you had a fingerless catcher. Like he knew what he was going to do the moment he stepped on that mound. And just he had a plan and he was executing it and he didn't care if everybody clap your hands was playing while he was in his windup. So that was a long uh, a way to say I really, really, really liked Andrew Painter. And it's easy to see why he separated himself as the Phillies best arm. Have you seen him this year, Jeff? I don't I don't know if you had. No, I, I haven't seen Painter yet. I was hoping to. Uh maybe catch him, you know, uh, per promotion. So, you know, I get to see a lot of Eastern leagues. So my hope was to potentially catch him in a little bit. Um, well, let's see, you know, he's, I'll look up the schedule. Well, well, you yeah, uh, I was looking at it last night at worst, I can always make a drive out to Reading, uh, stay out in Jersey and, you know, drive, drive out to that area, of Pennsylvania and back. Not too Look, far, there, there, so. there are there are a few better places to watch a ball game in this country than Reading, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I, I, I say I that. haven't been to First Energy yet. Um, it's you know, again, non Eugene, Oregon sentimentality division included. Reading is the favorite place I've, I've watched a game in the minor leagues. It's the best. They do it incredibly well. There, it's kind of cozy at the hitters' ballpark, but who cares? it's it's really just they don't miss their promotions always work and you know four words crazy hot dog vendor i'm just i'm just saying if you ever got to reading you're gonna see the crazy hot dog vendor and your mind is gonna be blown and then you'll watch painter and your mind will be blown even further but wow. yeah that that's um that sounds that's, like this place sounds like hate ashbury in the 1960s i'm gonna blow my mind here i mean did I mention that the crazy hot dog vendor is riding an ostrich? I'm not kidding. At one point, they had live ostriches in the berm over center field. They would, you Did know, they turn them into hot dogs. I hope not, but Why? Ruth and Ruth and Judy are were the best. I love wow. those birds. They're very, they're very high in protein. Ostrich meat. Look, I don't like what's happening right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna. We're going to move on to later in the list. Uh, uh, you wanted to talk about Oswaldo Cabrera with the Scranton, yeah, two I, Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, Ray Ryers on this list. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's also, they have an Oswaldo and an Oswald. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's like, when does that happen? Well, for a while, they had two Parazas, both up the middle. Yeah, they did. 
That's also true. Um, but yeah, Oswald um, Cabrera has been a guy that, that I've really found to be pretty interesting for a couple of years now. He can handle a few different spots in the infield. Um, you know, not that he's a, as far as I know, what I've seen, I don't think he's a standout defender by any stretch, but can handle a few different positions in the dirt. Um, decent contact skills. Uh, he doesn't chase a ton. I mean, it's a slightly aggressive approach, but it's not anything that's really concerning. Um, you know, he's about a 80% contact hitter in zone this year. He's about a 74, 75 contact hitter overall. Um, he's got some juice as well. He's a plus 104, 90th percentile exit velocity guy. He's put up really good exit numbers over the last couple of years, actually has a 92 mile per hour average exit velocity this season. And that's, uh, that's over 221 plate appearances. So it's a pretty decent sample. Um, you know, creates launch, uh, barrels up a fair amount. It's like a, like a 21%, like uh, 95 plus 10 to 30 degree rate, uh, which is pretty good. Um, and I, I felt that, you know, if you make mistakes on fastballs in the zone, he's going to hit you. Uh, and he's a switch hitter that has a um, little bit of pop from both sides. If I remember correctly, I think the, the lefty pop is better than the righty pop, but I'd have to double check on that. Um, yeah, yeah he's so... He's had a small sample this year. He dealt with a shoulder injury that kept him out for a while. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a really small sample, but he did come back and still, got still, right. Still 221 plate appearances. So it's a smaller sample, but it's not like it's 50 at bats. And no, I mean, no, if no. you go back to last year, like his data, if you remember in the off season, he was a guy that I had pointed out before too. Like his dad has been really good for a couple of years now. Like well, he right. definitely I mean, has a well-rounded skill set. He can make contact. He doesn't chase a ton and he's got some pop in the back. Yeah, well, for sure. He's one of their, last year, he was one of their big breakout stars. Mm -hmm. um, and they traded Cast Diego Castillo and Hoy Park, who were their breakout stars. And they got a pretty useful piece in Clay Holmes uh, mm. for him. But, you know, they, they did some really good work with him. He got, he got stronger over the, pan yeah. the, the pandemic, changed the way he approaches uh, hitting. And, and then he saw the dividends. Yeah, I think, you know, he's kind of um, an archetype that the Yankees do fairly well with. Um, you know, they sort of get these huge Latin classes, right? They sign, I feel like, as many players as anybody does, um, you know, on the international market. And it's not, you know, they have the big name signings, of course, but it's a lot of these guys that maybe sign for a little bit less money that, develop over the course of a few years and then all of a sudden it's like they pop in double a and you're like i didn't know who this guy was you know right uh but with with that we are going to take a quick ad break to regroup and reflect on what we've said in the first half of the podcast so here comes our ad break right now we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. What I love about using Indeed is how it does a lot of that organizational work for me. I can sort through candidates. I can respond to them. I can schedule interviews all through Indeed. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses, including Baseball America, that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Just go to Indeed.com slash Baseball America right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And we're back. Okay, so moving later in this list, we can talk about a guy we've talked about a lot. I think you may have heard of him, and I've heard of him. His name is Jackson Chorio, and he is currently in high A. And uh, he's a stud. That's really all there is to say about Jackson at this point. He's moved from low A, where he was uh, the youngest player in the full season minors, to high A. I'm not sure he's still the youngest player in the full season minors, but I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. Um, I know there's at least one more 2004 baby hanging out there, um, and he's he's hit. He's he's walking more than he did at uh low a he's striking out less and he's showing incredible power uh his last home run he had three this week was a thing of beauty uh daniel palencia who has a pretty big fastball opened the game with seven straight balls he walked darian miller on four pitches then went three and out to chorio and responded by throwing 99 miles an hour down the chute and 99 miles an hour be be damned chorio uh destroyed it he hit it 103 miles an hour over the elevated left field wall for his third home run of the week earlier in the week he had a 107 mile an hour exit velocity home run and if you want to see that from i think four or five different angles you can check out the brewers player development um twitter feed because they they you know minor league teams have cameras all over their ballparks and they just put every angle they had of, of chorio's home run together and it's Pretty darn special. Um, you know, I've obviously waxed poetic about Chorio all season long. What have you noticed about old Jackie C, Jeff? Yeah, um, you know, the, the thing that sticks out to me about him is obviously athleticism, the twitch. When you watch the player, like he passes the eye test. So, you know, whenever I do that, I, I try to put it to the test and I take a look at, you know, the numbers and see if there's maybe something there that my eyes can't see or, you know, I'm working off a anecdotal sort of um sample size which i think we sometimes take for granted when we go and see players that hey i'm only seeing five or six maybe even 10 games out of a 115 game season for a player you know i may not see something that necessarily is always reflective of the bigger picture um when i dig in with churio i think it's funny because when people have tried to sort of knock churio it's been how aggressive he can be with his approach but I think when you consider how old he is, his background, the type of player that he is, how frequently guys that are at this level are, are 
really like hyper aggressive and he is not hyper aggressive. Um, he's a little bit aggressive. He's, he's passable aggressive, you know, he's at an aggressive level that you wouldn't say he was the most aggressive hitter in the major league. So I think that that kind of speaks volumes. Now that said, some people bring up the contact rate. It's about average. He's an above average in zone contact guy. So, you know, I think there's still some swing decisions and I'm just looking at numbers from you know, in Wisconsin since he was, he was called up, I think with the 25th, right? 26, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's a guy that, that makes a ton of contact in zone. So like, yeah, there are times that he chases and might get a little bit aggressive. He's an 18 year old and high a it's going to happen. It's certain pitches. He's probably not seen before of that quality or that movement type, something that's going to happen. I think when you get back to it, this guy's hitting the stuff he's supposed to hit in zone. He's hitting strikes. He's hitting them hard. And I just pulled this up, but he actually has one, two, three, four, five, six balls that are over a hundred miles per hour. Um, since he's been called up uh, to, to high A, he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 balls he's put in play at 95 plus miles per hour since his call up a few weeks ago. So that kind of puts into perspective, this guy hits strikes. Um, the approach is still developing, but it's not a massive concern. And he, he's able to put a ride into the ball that you wouldn't necessarily expect from, you know, he's not a tiny guy, but he's not humongous. You know, he's six foot one, 170, 180 pounds. And, you know, he's, he's doing damage like a, like a real power hitter. Um, which he is. So I think when I kind of take a, take a step back and I look at Churio, um, it's kind of remarkable uh, just how innate his bat to ball skills are. And then his quality of contact when he does, you know, make contact, which is frequent. Yeah. I mean, he, he's just remarkable as is the best way to put it. He's super young. He's in high A. And I, I made this, I noted this stat a couple of days ago in Slack. Uh, his Sunday game was fourth four hit game of the year among top 100 prospects. There are only three guys on the list who have more this year or, or as many or more Jonathan Aranda. And this is four plus you get a five hit game to the two. Jonathan Aranda has four of them. Alex Ramirez with the Mets has four of them and the leader Sedane Rafaela of Boston. And I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but he has five of them this year. And that's if you think about it, I think that makes sense for a guy who's, I think, you know, if he's cycled twice or almost cycled twice, yeah. he's got one cycle this year. I don't know if he has two, but yeah. point is, uh, again, Jackson Chorio is not even 18 and a half years old. He's younger than most of the guys who got drafted out of high school this year. Yeah. And he's in high A and he's putting a whooping on stuff. And I think I think the other thing to bring up here, because we we invoke a lot of uh, lofty names with him, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I won't share any of them because I don't do that production wise. But I, I I don't think this is absurd to say. Wander was great. He's got a lot more impact than Wander. Wander might have had the better hit tool, but when it comes to impact there's, hitting, there's no might about true. it. By the way, <laughs> you know we we talk about Vlad Guerrero Jr. Great hit tool had impact i'm not sure that vlad at this age had as much impact as cheerio did in game because it really started to show a little bit more you know later in dunedin and then even like in new hampshire it took three or four weeks for him to really find it and it's cold up there but 
you know, you look at this and you think, hey, and this guy's a center fielder. Um, he's just that rare combination of, of twitch and just explosive ability. Like he can generate torque in a way that most prospects can't. Um, now that we've had our Cheerio hour. I had a couple of pitchers I wanted to just. Well, we got on. we got to we got to go quickly. We're running out of time on this year. No Zoom problem. Meeting. Well, I'm going to bring up two different guys who participated in separate combined no hitters last week. Uh, one being Preandal Prelander Baroa, who was acquired by the Mariners for Donnie Walton. Yep. Back in the beginning of the season, that's a heck of a trade, and. Uh, Baroa is really interesting arm, super powerful. He's been up to 102 with the fastball. He sits like 96, 97. Um, got a ton of hop on the fastball. He's got a really interesting slider that doesn't have like a tremendous amount of movement, but a fair amount of movement for how hard he throws it. It sits like 87 to 89 miles per hour. It's a really powerful two-pitch mix. He does throw a changeup, but I think he's thrown a changeup maybe once a start. Uh, throughout the seasons he's only got a handful maybe about 15 to 17 of those all year really interesting arm I think he's a reliever long term but he could be a really good one Um, just with that powerful two-pitch combination he's a guy you know 22 years old you could even see him up in the big leagues you know as early as maybe next summer uh, just as a power pen guy for the Mariners or wherever he ends up and the other guy is uh, Mason Angler uh, who was drafted back in 2018, had Tommy John surgery, then had the pandemic following that. So it took him pretty much three years for him to make his major league debut, uh, excuse me, professional debut. He's had a couple of uh, decent seasons now. Like he's got an ERA under four over 170 plus inning stint, got about 200 strikeouts. So he's averaging about 10 strikeouts per, per nine innings. Um, they do it in very different ways. You know, we talked about uh, Baroa and how Baroa's uh, ability is really heavily based off of that two pitch mix and how powerful it is. Um, Angler just commands four different pitches that I thought it was really interesting. One of the stats that I pulled in the hot sheet was that he actually had four to six whiffs on three different pitches. He had, I think, like six whiffs on his fastball, five whiffs on his changeup, and four whiffs on his on his curveball, and then had a whiff on his slider as well, which he just doesn't throw as much. But he's a player that has legitimately four pitches. He'll he'll throw them in different counts. He sequences really well commands his stuff pretty well and uh kind of an interesting off the radar pitcher i watched uh the last start when i was writing it up as i often do and i was pretty impressed he was a guy that i hadn't dug in much and hadn't thought about since he was drafted but kind of an under the radar decent starting pitching prospect in my opinion yeah and if anybody in uh in in the baseball america uh roster knows pitchers it's jeff he is the pitcher whisperer uh, <laughs> we, we we trust him implicitly on uh, on young arms uh but we are running out of uh, out of time <laughs> i don't know what that look was for jeff you, you saw it he <laughs> that was very strange but uh if anyway that's that's pretty much all we have for the week um that that's we have more to say but zoom disagrees so for jeff in massachusetts i'm josh in North Carolina saying, uh, see ya. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.